This hour of Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Now back to Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4, ESPN Tucson. And we're back. And we're back. Hour number three. <laughs> you really know of how Spears to and Ali. Sap the wind out of the sails on that one. I know. And we're back. And we're back. In your best, very white voice. And we're back, baby. Yeah. Hour number three of Spears and Ali, presented by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. <coughs> yeah, no um, no music today. Our uh, com- computer system's having a little bit of technical difficulties, so we can play certain sounds. Like, we have all, all of our hot board all mm-hmm. set up. Like, r- Andrew, play a, a random sound clip. Ooh, a random one? Any uh... Anyone, surprise me. Your cho- in the your- hood, we call this a punk move. Yeah, so you can hear Shaq say in the move, we call this a punk move, um, among other things. But, yeah, we can't get music for some reason. So we're uh, we're doing a very – we're trying our best. Acapella. It's acapella. It's like Here Comes Treble, the name of my uh, college acapella group. The Treble Makers? I was the, the Treble Makers. <laughs> uh, good old Broccoli Rob. I'm not going to say the other name on all <laughs> Real ones, no. Real ones, no. Uh, yeah, we were just talking with uh, with Anna. She came by here and uh, mentioned uh, freaking John Rom winning the Genesis Invitational. Yeah. She does not like John Rom. She calls him Bubble Butt. Bubble Butt, yeah. Which, but, I mean, is a deserved uh, nickname. I wish that was my nickname. <laughs> um, but John Rom won it, and I put uh, 15 bones on John Rom to win the Genesis Invitational. Wow. Which didn't look like it was going to be a thing. Like, Colin Morikawa had an impressive showing, but... John Rahm was uh, was pretty consistent all the way through. And you owe that probably to Homa's second round. Huh? You owe that probably to Homa's second round where he only yes. shot like under yeah. two. Yeah, Max Homa also played bad in the middle of it too. But, yeah, John Rahm getting it done at the Genesis Invitational. Uh, I'm certainly happy about that myself. Um, all right, so now is the time where uh, we're going to be giving away uh, some tickets. Um, we have tickets for the Tucson Craft Beer Crawl. And this is going down on Saturday, February 25th. That's this Saturday. And the event starts at 1 p.m. So we're giving away a pair of tickets right now. If you're the first, no, not the first caller, the fifth caller at Mm -hmm. 719-1490, 719-1490, caller number five, Getting these tickets. Caller five for five for beer. Yes. The number of letters in beer. I actually had to think about that for a second. I'm like, <laughs> is it really? No. Uh, there are four letters in beer. Um, but if you want to have plenty of beers this weekend, maybe four or five, call in at 719-1490, 719-1490. Caller number five will get a pair of tickets to the Tucson Craft Beer Crawl. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for this event. Now, unfortunately, I can't be a part of it because that's game day. Arizona's playing against ASU, and I don't want to get uh, you can do it in spirit. You could, wasted. You could bring a sixer to the uh, to the to McHale. to the ball game. Yeah. I could, but nah. <laughs> you guys should go instead. So call in at seven one nine fourteen ninety seven one nine one four nine zero. Caller number five will get those tickets. All right, uh, let's go to. Uh, we actually have a phone caller waiting on the other line uh, on line one, calling before the tickets went live is our good friend Mark. 
Mark, man, you, you should have waited maybe a minute or so. You could have got some tickets. Yeah, you, you know how many times that's happened to me? <laughs> but but uh, no, this weekend I'm actually going to be hunting. Oh. So I'm not even going to uh, – yeah, I'm not even going to be here. So, well, have fun. Um, yeah. But I, hunting, oh, always, always. If you get them or not, you're out there and just enjoying the wilderness like, like right now. I'm out here. I'm about to start the fire, and I am praying for rain because we have had sporadic rain, not nothing. But I got the boat hooked up, and I'll get paid anyway, and I'll be at Patagonia Lake tomorrow first thing if it's raining. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, yeah I, I I will go south instead of north to work. So, <laughs> but <laughs> or, here's what I'm calling about, guys. Um, yeah, yeah, this March 6th thing, the time change. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, 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 yeah, it, it ain't going to work for me, man. So you you got to think something, and uh, you got to change it. Because I, I tried it Monday and Tuesday. Monday, I'm just thinking how many, how much I listen to the radio. And that's my busiest times of the day. I mean, oh, our day man. starts right. Yeah, so I'm not going to be able to listen. Oh, man. And, but my wife, it, it changes on March 6th. That's our anniversary. And she she's doing the two-step in the house because she's in the house right now. You know, I'm cooking dinner, too, but I'm outside by the pool and the fire. So she loves it because I'm going to be in there because there's no reason for me to be out here between <laughs> three and six anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that, man. I, I yeah. promise she had nothing to do with it, Mark. <laughs> I, I, the wife had nothing to do with the switch, I promise you. Yeah, oh, she's loving it, guys. Hey, and you you know me. I, I, I will listen when I can, you know, but it's like, you know, the job comes first. Absolutely, for, man. For, for five more years. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Love you. Later. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Thank Always you, appreciate Mark. you. I love that, man. I love it. It's, it's kind of symbolic that our first day going to the mornings is Mark's anniversary. Our number one listener. Um, well, day one. He's a day one. You know, I would I would say number one, but you know, we also we have a very strong following. Uh, yeah. Fat Mike, uh, Willis, Stu, like a lot of people who always call Leonard. into the show. Leonard, uh, I know Leonard's very bummed about this. Like, there's a Gabe from Cali, Gabriel from California. There's a there's a collection of dudes who are uh, dudes and guys who and bros. are wishing that we'd still stay on the the same time. But hey, you can still listen to us. You just got to go to the uh, Spears and Ali podcast. Yeah. You won't even get any ads. Yeah, no ads. No uh no commercials, no I mean just we might get your pl- the platform ads, but yeah. not it within the podcast. But that's just us talking about all the cool things that we're doing. Yep. Cool promos and stuff. So, which yeah, don't count. Yeah, if you uh <laughs> if you want to go to the the Spears and Ali podcast and subscribe there, uh you can still listen to us in the afternoon, still keep your uh your routine. It's going to be a, a a crazy change for all of us. That's for damn sure. Um, Andrew's got to turn off the PlayStation 5 a little bit sooner <laughs> than, let's say, uh, 2 a.m., but it's going to be worth yeah, it. Yeah, but then the second I get home. Oh, yeah. But say that's the thing is from from noon to 6 p.m., Andrew, Yeah, you can do whatever you want. So instead of people seeing me in the afternoon, they're just never going to see me. Exactly. <laughs> Vampire time. Yep. Vampire time, baby. Um, all right. Let's uh, – let's, Quickly discuss uh, what happened uh, this past weekend. Man, it was a, a big, big weekend for Arizona sports. Uh, the Arizona 
baseball team getting a big dub over the Tennessee Volunteers. I mean, Tennessee's ranked number two in the country. They had this pitcher, uh, Ben Joyce, who's supposed to be this top prospect in one of the best Major League Baseball uh, just prospects overall in, in this year. And T.J. Nichols outdueled him. T.J. Nichols had an impressive performance, uh, th- uh, only gave up three hits, six strikeouts, and only allowed one run, which was a sacrifice fly in the first inning. So after he shook off the, the rust from you know not playing any important games for several months, uh, T.J. Nichols had an absolute day against the Tennessee Volunteers. And because of his performance, he was named uh, Pac-12 Pitcher of the Week. So good for T.J. Nichols. Uh, but unfortunately for Arizona, they got humbled the next day. They were feeling a little too good about themselves, and they lost 5 nothing to Fresno State. But they ended the weekend with a, with a couple more wins. So it was uh, all in all a pretty solid weekend uh, for the Arizona Wildcats baseball team. As for the softball team, they were out there in Florida, and they actually uh, got humbled themselves because after an impressive start at the uh, Candrea Classic in Tucson – they went on the road, uh, lost to Florida State 6-4. to four. But Florida State's number six in the country, right? They're one of the top teams in college softball. And then they lost uh, Arizona. They lost to Texas A&M and then Mississippi State right after that. So three tough losses against pretty solid teams there. But then they beat number eight Virginia Tech 6-2 to two, and then beat Indiana 10-1. to one. They actually run-ruled them in five innings. So it was a bad start for the Arizona Wildcats in terms of you know the, the win and loss column, but they were able to uh, wrong their rights in the last two games. And then uh, now, they, as they make their way back to Tucson, they got to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks at the Razorback Invitational at Fayetteville, Arkansas. And if you remember, uh, last season, I believe that's where uh, the Arizona softball team was able to uh, get to the Women's College World Series, going out there to Fayetteville and kind of pulling off the unthinkable. So it should be uh, fun to watch the Arizona softball team play against the Arkansas Razorbacks at the Razorback Invitational. And uh, the first game is uh, Thursday at February or uh, on, uh, I can't even read right now, 2 p.m. on Thursday, February 23rd. So make sure you book your calendars. And if you want to watch that game, it's on SEC Network Plus. So you got to subscribe to ESPN Plus and, uh, and get into that. Um, okay, so we got Arizona softball, Arizona baseball, had some impressive weekends. Um, Arizona women's basketball, Shayna Pellington had 35 points most recently, uh, was named Pac-12 National Player of the Week, and uh, or she was named Pac-12 and National Player of the Week, 35 points against Utah. Colorado, Arizona beat them as well. And you look at the, the two wins from this past weekend for the Wildcats, they beat number four Utah, then they beat number 21 Colorado. Those are two impressive wins for the Arizona women's basketball team. They were looking for really that marquee win in Pac-12 play. Of course, you want to do it against you know the Stanfords of the world, the the teams that are in the upper echelon. But man, they, they were uh, I mean they beat UCLA on the road as well. But they needed that those those wins at McHale Center. They needed to capitalize on playing against these really good teams at McHale Center, and they did. They beat number four, Utah, and number 21, Colorado. So two impressive wins right there by the Arizona women's basketball team, and it was just a part of a basketball mega weekend at McHale Center. And the the men's basketball team, they were also able to get it done 
against Utah on Thursday and then Colorado on Saturday. But that game against Colorado was a little weird because they forced a handful of turnovers to start the game. It was like five turnovers in the first five minutes. It was two from Kirk Carissa, two from Azulis Tubelas, and then Umar Balo had an offensive foul. And then Cedric Henderson happened. Arizona was down big against Colorado, and Cedric Henderson just decided, okay, I'm going to take on that scoring responsibility. And he was terrific in the first half. Him and Umar Balo each had 11 points, and Cedric Henderson ended up finishing with 15 points. That's the most that he's had in a game since Montana State back in December. And, you know, more ever since that Cedric Henderson has been installed into the starting lineup. With Pella Larson going back to the bench, these two guys are starting to score in double figures more often than not. Uh, Cedric Henderson has scored in double figures, I believe, seven out of the last ten games. And Pella Larson has been in that same kind of stretch, but he's also scored in double figures in five straight games. Like, Pella Larson is really starting to play some good basketball. And the stat that really jumps out to me on Saturday is... Pella Larson had 11 points, but only took two shot attempts. Two shot attempts at 11 uh, points. Hitting those five and six pointers. But he was uh, he, he was nine for 11 from the free throw line, and he was getting to the rim. And Arizona is just playing aggressive. They're, everyone understands their role, and, and they're, they're starting to play well, with the exception of Azul Tabellas. But Tabellas is dealing with foul issues, maybe going through – maybe a little bit of uh, mid-season mental fatigue a little bit. And he's just kind of going through it right now. Every star has their low point of the season. Uh, we saw that last year with Benedict Matherin, but fortunately for Ben, it was at the start of the season. He had a really rocky start and then just completely erupted pretty much ever since the, the road games against uh, Illinois and Tennessee. But Azulis Tubelas has been consistent every single game this season and then once the calendar year hit, you know, once it became 2023, Azulus Tubelis just completely turned it up a notch and has just been rock solid. Now he's kind of going through his rough patch. But even though he's going through a rough patch, he still put up double figures against Colorado and did it in, like, what, 20 minutes, 19 minutes or whatever it was. So I'm not really making a big deal about Azulus Tubelis and him getting into foul trouble and him playing a little bit more mild. Like, it's not a completely derailment of Azulis Tubelas. But I do have to acknowledge that with Jaime Jaquez turning up the heat as of late, and Azulis Tubelas kind of taking a little bit of a step back, it makes the Pac-12 Player of the Year race a little bit more interesting. right? I, I think that Jaime Jaquez is a really good player. Um, he is UCLA's best player, has been their most consistent player, much like Azulis Tubelas. But, you know, we, we all saw that 40-point game against, uh, what was it, Oregon a couple of weeks ago. And we... Could have been like 50. We, it could have been 50. It really could have. If Arizona had known like that was the record, man, Azulis Tabellas could have became the first ever player in program history to score 50 points, which would have been interesting. Because uh, out of all the guys, like it wasn't it wasn't Benedict Matherin. It wasn't Gilbert Arenas. It wasn't Salim Stoudemire. Like, you think about you know elite scorers in Arizona basketball history... And it was the, the power forward from Lithuania <laughs> to score 50 points, which is so fascinating to me. But, you know, Jaime Jaquez, really good player. And the, the production that he's been putting up, I mean, he's been averaging 
what, like a little over 20 points per game, he's making the, the race a, a little bit more interesting. Now, with that being said, Azulis Tubelas is still putting up more rebounds. He's also still putting up more points per game. So Azulis Tubelas is still in the driver's seat to win Pac-12 Player of the Year. And unless he plays absolutely terribly over the next few games, that's not going to change. But if he still continues to get into foul trouble, is not playing as many minutes as he once was, because going into this little stretch that he's had, he's been averaging right around 30 minutes per game. And most recently, he's been only averaging right around 19 minutes because he's getting into foul trouble. But this is kind of uh, a blessing in disguise, and that's what Tommy Lloyd called it. It's a blessing in disguise for Arizona because with Azuz Tubelas getting into foul trouble and Umar Balo, you know, kind of doing his own thing, it's allowed Tommy Lloyd to tinker with the lineups a little bit. And I never thought I'd ever see Tommy Lloyd go small. I always thought he was going to utilize Arizona size to their advantage. They're going to figure out a way to at least have one of the three guys in. Umar Bala, Azulis Tubelas, Henry Vesar. One of those three guys is always going to be the game in the game at all times. Even if Umar Balo and Azulis Tubelas are on the bench, you're still going to have that seven-foot presence out there on the court like a Henry Vesar. But Cedric Henderson, Pella Larson, these two six-seven versatile forwards that could guard multiple positions, that can score in different ways, um, those guys playing small ball, um, I think is really going to be- benefit Arizona moving forward. And they play well together. And so, you know, we've always heard about Air- Arizona being this super tall and lengthy team, but they can still have that identity in absolutely smother teams, right? But it never hurts to have that extra element, just in case when push comes to shove and you need that spark and whatever Zulus Tubelas and Umar Balo is providing, it's not working. You can go with that lineup. Um, it's it's something I didn't think would happen for Arizona, but I, th- I think Tommy Lloyd is enjoying the, the number of things that he can do with the guys that he has on this team. Uh, so Arizona basketball getting a couple of big wins this past weekend over uh, Colorado and Utah. Uh, do you think people are upset that I said that Zulus Tubelas in the Pac-12 Player of the Year race isn't as clear-cut as it once was? I don't know. Somebody's, somebody's talking to me today right now. I'm a little nervous. Like, <laughs> like this guy is a freaking idiot. Justin has no idea what he's talking about. Listen, I'm just saying, I still put Azulis Tubelas number one. But Jaime has something to say about that. All right, coming up next on Spears and Ali. Uh, Justin pours more salt and more wounds. Not, it's not pouring salt in anybody's <laughs> wounds. I'm saying that Azulis Tubelas is the Pac-12 player of the year. Just, it's not as, not, it's not as clear-cut as it once was. All I'm trying to say. All right, uh, let's talk to Corey Williams, former Arizona Wildcat and ESPN college basketball analyst. He joins the show to provide his thoughts on the current state of Arizona basketball and also talk about what the Wildcats are doing in the community. Stay tuned. More Spears and Ali coming up next. You're listening to Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. Brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Spears and Ali. And we're back. Back, hour number three, presented by... Tucson Federal Credit Union, and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Uh, ESPN Tucson, we're inviting you to the 98th annual Parada de los Vaqueros, the Tucson Rodeo Parade, and it starts on Thursday. Is that this week? This Thursday? Two days from now? Two days from now. Wow. February 23rd, and it's starting at 9 a.m. The parade 
Kicks off at Ajo and Park. And if you want to see the parade route, bathroom locations, uh, ticketed grandstand, seat availability, parking, and more, you can go to ESPNTucson.com. All right, so uh, we're looking to uh, possibly get Corey Williams, former Arizona Wildcats and uh, ESPN College basketball analyst, uh, a little preoccupied right now. He's like, hey, just give me a few more minutes, please. Um, <laughs> no, they're doing uh, something really cool uh, right now. Uh, Crest Insurance is uh, uh, partnering with uh, SPL, and that's the, the company that Corey has founded. And uh, they're uh, working with the Boys and Girls Club of Tucson. And at the uh, Steve DeRue Clubhouse earlier today, uh, the U of A uh, men's basketball team, they went out and met with uh, you know members of the Boys and Girls Club of Tucson. Uh, so they met with the Tucson youth, and uh, they gave them uh, basketballs. They each Members of the Arizona basketball team gave them basketballs and had like this whole event where the kids were hanging out with the cats. And I, I think that's that's really cool. And of course like these these players, um I believe, you know, NIL is involved in some shape or form. Um, you know, they get pretty much paid for appearances and, and they go out and they impact the youth. And I think that's really one of the great benefits to name, image and likeness is that uh, these players, they you know earn a little bit of extra money, and they also get to make an impact in the the communities that uh, they're playing in, which I think is such a, a really cool deal. So, uh, we're going to talk to Corey about all that uh, coming up here in just a few moments. But uh, before we get him on, uh, this past weekend was NBA All Star Weekend, which nobody really watched <laughs> because who wants to watch a basketball game? where the winning team is putting up 180 points. And also, the players don't really seem to care about the All-Star break because it's in the middle of the season. They don't want to injure themselves. They're all getting ready for the playoffs and the postseason. So they're just out there throwing up lobs. Damian Lillard is pulling up from half-court line, just doing whatever. It's just, it's so terrible to watch. And I tried to give it a chance, but I didn't make it past like the first couple of minutes I, I i try to i i really did but it's just, it's so hard to watch and i know that these guys are the best in the world at what they do but to me all-star weekend is a product that is very watered down and it just doesn't really seem attractive anymore like when you think about like the dunk contest wow. ali sent us a picture of the 1985 dunk contest had clyde drexler was a michael jordan was involved in it. Um, oh, who who else? It was, yeah, Clyde Drexler, uh, Michael Jordan. There was a couple of other guys in that 85 dunk contest. Oh, Dominique Wilkins. How can I forget about him? Like, these are the who's who of dunkers in NBA history. And once upon a time, these guys would get together in the All-Star game or during All-Star break, participate in the dunk contest, and it was really cool to, to win the dunk contest. Now it seems like you can't really understand who any of these guys are like Mac McClung and Jericho Sims. Now, if you're a diehard hoop head, like you watch a lot of basketball, you know who these guys are. Like I've always known about Mac McClung because he was a standout at Texas tech. And he's also cousins with rapper Riff Raff. Fun fact. Um, so I've always really? known wow. about Mac McClung and he also played for the Lakers G league team. And he's got just the so, goofiest name. Mac McClung, baby. <laughs> but the dude can jump out the gym. And it, it, the dunks that he put up, like, they were good dunks. 
and I, I will give him a, a ton of credit though because Mac McClung's pro basketball playing career, this might be the highlight of it. I mean, this is a guy that's been kind of stewing in the G League for the last couple of years now. Doesn't really have the game to play five on five, but hey, he's got bunnies. He can jump out the gym. He's got crazy vertical. So if this is his impact on the game, then so be it. And you know what? I would take it. I would happily take it if I'm Mac McClung because even if I don't play another minute in the NBA, I'm going down in NBA history books. I'm going down as that dude who won the dunk contest in 2023. So I'm not trying to diminish what Mac McClung did by any means, but from a casual basketball fan's perspective, are you going to be clamoring to go to your TV and to, and turn on a dunk contest that has Mac McClung and Jericho Sims and you know some other guys you probably have never even heard of? Absolutely not. I didn't watch a second of the dunk contest. Well, one because Arizona was playing. Number two, it's just it's not a it's not a fun brand to watch. So I was not even remotely entertaining it. Um, so I didn't really have a chance to dive into NBA All Star Weekend. Like I said, it's a it's a product. That's very watered down, but um, it was really cool to see several Arizona Wildcats during NBA All-Star break uh, come down to Tucson. And, and I don't know if this is if this shows the, the love that Benedict Matherin has for Tucson or if this is just how bad of a city Salt Lake City is to do things. Because Benedict Matherin played in the Rising Stars Challenge on Friday, and then all of a sudden he's back in Tucson Saturday. Got a first flight back to Tucson. Uh, he's like, I'm, I'm done with Salt Lake City. I don't need to participate in NBA All-Star Weekend anymore. My services are done. I'm going to figure out something else. He secured the bag. But if NBA All-Star Weekend was in L.A., Miami, Chicago, not not Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. I don't think Benedict Matherin's in Tucson. <laughs> it's just, just my opinion. But it, it was really cool to see him... Uh, Come back down to Tucson. Uh, Dalen Terry was also in town. Christian Coloco, Justin Kyer, these uh, these four former Wildcats who were part of the team last year, and they helped Arizona get to the Sweet 16. It was cool to see all these guys come back to Tucson, Arizona. And it, what's funny is the the guys sitting courtside all had sunglasses on, except for Dalen Terry. But according to Bruce Pasco, uh, Dalen Terry had sunglasses but took them off and put them in his pocket. Uh but yeah, they they were all wearing sunglasses all like trying to be cool and Tommy Lloyd ran into them in the locker room after Arizona's win over Colorado and said, "Man, the the lights at McHale must be super bright for how many pairs of sunglasses I'm seeing right now." And that's that's the thing. If you're a famous person, if you're an NBA player, pro athlete, you can wear sunglasses inside. And it's okay. I can't wear sunglasses inside. Like, imagine if I showed up to McHale Center, and I'm sitting there writing on my computer wearing sunglasses. It's going to make my job a lot harder. Well, yeah. And number two, I look like the douchiest guy ever. Well, would it work with your sweatpants and Crocs? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> now, I, I will say this. I have, I've, I've worn uh, joggers to an Arizona basketball game, but they're like, they're like nice joggers, right? Greatest um, trick sweatpants ever pulled was the name change. <laughs> but oh, we're joggers. You can jog in us. Yeah, joggers. Yep. Don't don't hate on the How many jogs you got on Justin? The revolutionary uh <laughs> in like the last like 3 weeks. 
Like two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a well. Who jogs for fun, right? A lot of people in Tucson actually. That's weird, right? That's silly. And that, see, that's the, the kind of like the weird thing about me is like I could go to a, a basketball gym. I could play pickup basketball for hours. I could walk a golf course and play around a golf and be just fine. But ask me to jog for 20 to 30 minutes. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's just such a terrible activity. <laughs> uh, jogging will, will certainly humble you. But you know what uh, the most humbling exercise is? Can you guess? The most humbling exercise ever. Uh, burpees. Burpees. Yes. Burpees and walking upstairs. Mm-hmm. Or the Well, I feel that one with a bad knee right now. Or the Oklahoma drill. <laughs> we don't do Oklahoma anymore. It's outlawed. Yeah. They don't they don't they don't support Oklahoma drill anymore. But yeah, it was it was cool to see the all all the guys from you know that are playing in the NBA or playing pro ball and they're back in Tucson. Um you know, looking ahead to the the NBA schedule um and you know some notable standouts for Arizona, Lori Marketing, he's putting up nearly 25 points per game. Uh also 8.7 rebounds. The Utah Jazz are playing Solid basketball, and Laurie Marketing is a big reason uh, why. So how Laurie finishes the season is pretty interesting. How Benedict Matherin finishes the season, because Benedict Matherin could do something that no Wildcat has ever done, and that's win Pac-12, not Pac-12, NBA Rookie of the Year and also NBA Sixth Man of the Year. He's in position to win both, and if he does, uh, that's that's pretty cool if you ask me. Um, all right, so we've uh, talked uh, enough about NBA, Arizona Wildcats working out. Let's see if we can get Corey Williams on the phone, former Arizona Wildcat ESPN college basketball analyst, talking about the current state of the Wildcats and what they're doing in the community. Stay tuned. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Back to Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4 ESPN Tucson. Brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Spears and Ali back at it on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon on ESPN Radio. Uh, the Arizona Wildcats basketball program, uh, they're coming off two big wins over Utah and Colorado. Still just a little bit behind UCLA in the uh, Pac-12 basketball race. So we'll talk about the current state of the um, Arizona Wildcats. Also, some some cool things that the Wildcats are doing in the community with uh, Corey Williams, former Wildcats, and also ESPN College basketball analyst. Uh, Corey, what can you tell us just about uh, what the Arizona Wildcats men's basketball team did earlier today at the Boys and Girls Club of Tucson? Well, we just came away from having a great time with the kids. Um, was able to get to get with them and, and have some fun, play a little basketball, and sign autographs, and each kid at the Boys and Girls Club left out of there with a brand-new basketball. So it was just a real fun time, and I know a lot of the kids were starstruck seeing some of their favorite players uh, up close and in real life, but it just really was a great time. brought back a lot of memories for me of a lot of the stuff we used to do when I, when I was a Wildcat. And that was going to be my next question is, you know, when you were, you know, when you were playing and, you know, here in Tucson, Arizona – they they know all about the Wildcats, right? You're a celebrity here in Tucson, still to this day, Corey. What was it like for you seeing a bunch of kids want your autograph and, and want to just maybe high-five you and just connect with you for a minute? It was pretty interesting for me because even when I was here as a player, I was a solid player, but I wasn't a star 
by any means. And what you really got the feel for is the magnitude of the Arizona program and the, the amount of impact we have in the community and how much the community supports and loves the Wildcats, not just basketball, but all sports. So I'm sitting there wondering why people want my autograph and I hardly were, was getting any playing time. But yeah. Arizona basketball has been big business for decades, so it's, it's a great feeling. It's hard to explain. Absolutely. And then, you know, this is, uh, of course, uh, you know, with the the amazing help of SPL. And this is something that you started. What can you tell us just about the, the benefits of SPL and, and what it's going on, what it's going through right now? Well, when I first started doing my youth basketball in town, I had a lot of great friends and business people step forward and help contribute. There were a lot of people that said we'd love to help, but we have giving guidelines. We can only donate to nonprofits. So in 2017, we launched SPL Sports, which is a 501c3, and it allows a lot more businesses and companies to get involved and donate money. Uh, My overall mission, I'm from an era where, you know, I got to the University of Arizona and got a full ride, and I never paid a dime to play basketball ever in my life. I played at the park. I played at gyms. I played uh, for my school, my high school, my middle school team. And I realized those days are over and that you have to pay to play, but a lot of kids are in situations where, they can't pay to be a part of sports, and I think that's unfair. And while we can't solve that problem completely, I've been able to partner up with a lot of great people in Tucson who are willing to help us get a free basketball or baseball glove or pay a kid's tuition to a camp, anything to get the ball rolling and open that door because you literally never know who the next star is going to be or where sports may take a kid or how sports may impact their life. Absolutely. And, you know, I know you growing up here in Tucson, Arizona, the, I, I had a chance to meet the Arizona basketball team when I was 13 years old. And that moment will always resonate with me and it will always be a great memory of mine for the rest of my life. I will never forget that moment. So these kind of things, man, it just it really impacts these kids. And you know, with that being said, what do you have maybe in the works in the future with SPL that maybe uh, people could pay attention to? Well, if they want to find us on social media, it's SPL Sports. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Um, Coming up in March, we are going to have a meet and greet. A hundred lucky kids are going to get to have lunch with the U of A basketball team. It's going to be a great event. Unfortunately, it will be a lottery system, so people will have to be able to register on our website, and then a hundred lucky kids will get picked. But I'm really excited to do that. Um, I think it's one thing to be in the gym, but to have a QA and a and get to eat with the guys and hang out, during spring break, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So we're excited about that coming up, too. That's amazing, Corey. Corey Williams, former Arizona Wildcat, ESPN college basketball analyst, joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. Uh, Corey, you know, you were broadcasting the game on Saturday at McHale Center, and it's not usual uh, to see you at McHale Center as a broadcaster. How often does it happen, and uh, how did it feel to come back as a broadcaster? Well, it's happening more and more. It's very rare at one point. Um, Obviously, Arizona, when they're ranked nationally in the past few years, they've been extremely successful. Those games usually fall to ESPN or ESPN2, and Bill Walton has dibs on those games. I think a lot of Wildcat fans know. But lately, I've been moving up at the company, and they've been giving me better jobs and better games. And I was very fortunate to get to call the Cats. It was nice to just drive down the street from my house and do the game and be back home. Usually I'm on the road in the airport, so it was fun. It was nice, and uh, being a spectator in McHale, I got to tell you, there's so much stuff that goes on that I was oblivious to as a player in terms of the energy and the crowd and the atmosphere. When you come out of that tunnel and you're wearing the jersey, you're just focused on the team across from you. 
but it is so cool to sit there on the sidelines and take in probably the best, one of the best college basketball atmospheres in the country. Absolutely. And Arizona got it done against Colorado. A uh, handful of turnovers early on, but they were able to kind of right their wrongs and, and edge out Colorado. What did you make of their most recent win? Well, they got the win, and they had a solid performance despite another night of not getting productivity from their player, or should I say most productive player. Um, you don't want the tournament to be the first time you have to play differently. Um, it's, you know, Looking at a glass half full, these struggles with foul trouble have forced the team to play different lineups, have forced other players to contribute, and that's going to bode well because everyone knows you need depth in the tournament. And so Arizona being able to win in different ways, I'm looking at that as a huge positive sign. I thought it was a solid game for Arizona. Corey Williams joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Radio. Um, so, Corey, um, you know, Arizona, they still need to catch UCLA in the Pac-12 standings. Uh, Jaime Jaquez is playing really good basketball as of late. I don't think that the the Pac-12 player of the year race is as clear-cut as it once was, especially with Tubelis' struggle. But, you know, Arizona's still trying to catch UCLA. What do you think of the Bruins and, you know, the, the success that they've had ever since losing to Arizona? Well, UCLA is a solid team, and the way they lost to Arizona, that was a grind-out score. I think it was in the 50s, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. or low 60s. That game was not an up-and-down game. Arizona was able to get that win. That's what it takes to beat UCLA, because here's the thing. Tiger Campbell and the UCLA Bruins are never going to beat themselves. He is a sensational point guard. He's not going to let them go five or six trips without a bucket or a good possession. Um, you have to try to limit them because they're very athletic. They're very well coached. They have a point guard who doesn't really turn it over. They've got a lot of freshmen that will turn it over if they are asked to do too much. But Tiger Campbell and Jaime Jaquez, they steady the hand for the Bruins. And for Arizona going to Pauley, Pavilion, that game will be very similar to an Elite Eight type of intensity game because it'll be a quality top-ranked opponent in a hostile environment. And if you want to win a national championship, you got to win two or three of those games during yeah. the tournament. So it'll be a great warm-up for Arizona. Um, UCLA is a very, very good team. Corey, before we let you go, I have to ask you, you know, you're, you're one of the coolest guys I know, but are you cool enough to wear sunglasses inside? I don't make enough money. That's a different tax bracket. When when you make NBA money like our guys did last Saturday night, you can pull that off. You're you're so wealthy. It doesn't matter who's around, and you don't need to see anybody because you you know you've got all that dough. So no, I'm not cool enough. I don't make enough money to wear sunglasses at night indoors. But I think Matherin, Dale and Terry, and Christian Coloco, they all get a pass. But hey, you're, you're cool enough to walk around your house in a, in a mink coat, right? Yes, I do that all the time. I do that all the time. Corey Williams, now, the other go ahead. question. The other, the other question, real quick, man. Have you have you watched New Jack City? No, I have not. I have not, Corey. I'm so sorry. Um, our friendship, our friendship is now in jeopardy. I'm just going to be honest. You, you, know, you know what? And, and rightfully so, Corey. You know, I it, it pains and, me that I've disappointed you. You are a huge fan of the hip hop culture, and New Jack City is one of the cornerstones of '90s hip hop culture. Everything sprang from New Jack City. You got to watch that movie. Okay. Next time, <laughs> seriously, I promise you, Corey. I'm Andrew. My producer is looking at me right now. I have a pinky up. 
I am sending a pinky promise to you right now that I will watch New Jack City. And next time you hear from me, I will give you a whole report. All right, Ice-T, Wesley Snipes, just Chris Rock is just a great movie, man. Great movie, and you're a great person, Corey. We we appreciate everything that <laughs> you're doing, uh, not only just, you know, as a as a worker, you know, what you're doing in your professional life, but, you know, setting up these events to have the Arizona basketball team give back to the Boys and Girls Club of Tucson, it's, uh, it's really cool. And as a Tucsonian myself, to see, you know, someone who didn't grow up in Tucson but is making an impact in the city, it's really cool, Corey, and uh, we, we tip our cap to you, my friend. Appreciate you, man. Take care. Absolutely. See you, Corey. He's trying to butter him up so he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> crucify me. No, but but Corey Corey is an amazing friend. Like that dude has always looked out for me. Has always had my best interest in mind. Solid dude. One of the best guys we'll ever meet. Corey Williams will always be a great mentor of mine. Love that guy so much. All right, coming up next, if you want to call into the show, 719-1490-719-1490 is that phone number. We're taking phone calls for last call. Coming up next. Now, more of Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4 ESPN Tucson. Brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. And we're back for the last time on Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. With we'll also uh, be back next Tuesday and every. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Spears and Ali ain't going anywhere, but hopefully this uh, no music thing will be extinct yeah. and will never happen ever again. Hopefully, we are moving to the mornings though. I don't think we mentioned that at all this show. We did. Uh, at top of the five, we did when we well, talked with Mark. Yeah, and we were talking with Mark, and he was upset uh, because he's like, "Man, now I gotta spend more time with the wife." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just I just wanted to listen to you guys in the afternoon. Mark, you're the best, man. We appreciate you. Uh, maybe he was joking, but he said that I find it funny that you guys are making this move to to March 6th and going to the mornings, and that's my anniversary. <laughs> I'm like, wow. So we're going to the mornings on your anniversary, and and your your wife is happy because you get to spend more time with her rather than listen to us, man. We'll get you the podcast, well, Mark. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, get you get the podcast, Mark. Whether you have an Apple or whether you have an iPhone or uh, Android, you can download some apps and I mean, get us on there. If you got a decent laptop, you can download us. on Yeah, there too. Yeah, and uh, we're also gonna you know look into uh, other ways of, of getting out our podcast, um, kind of showing the how the sausage is made here. But YouTube, that's something. That I'm very interested in because I listen to a lot of podcasts on YouTube. Um, and well, you know, one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to right now is the Par 3 podcast that has Ben Baller, J.R. Smith, former NBA player who's now a college golfer, wow. uh, Stephen Malbin, who's the CEO of uh, Malbin Golf Brand. These three guys, they host a podcast, and they just had George Lopez on their show talking about golfing and stuff like that. Oh, damn. They, they had Michelle Wee on the show talking about, yeah, I just decided I wanted to go, you know, and, and play in the Sony Open and play with all the, uh, play against all these dudes and sure enough I just dominated all of them. <laughs> I I kicked everyone's ass and that was pretty much like the the birth of my career. Yeah, the Part 3 podcast is uh very very interesting. 